1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Okay, episode four. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. And I am so excited. It's a subject I'm so excited passionate about, well two subjects I'm so passionate about, music and mental health with two people I love dearly and incredibly and to begin with on my right hand side, Slang aka Dan Dare, everybody, he is a producer, songwriter (laughs) and now musician from West London and sticking to the theme what I was... Talking about earlier in episode two with Jack, I am after Slang's property as well because he lives in a very nice place in West London. You, you can, yeah, you can. Move. I don't know he's actually been real about it as well. It wasn't even one of I, them. I like, said it actually. wasn't even one of them. Was like, oh yeah, like you can. Just... It's like whenever you want to come. Yeah. I'm just like, and I and I do just turn up with my samosa. Come on, like, wait, you've had, the t- yeah. had one I've never had a
0: samosa before. before, and Hussein. You've never had a samosa. I had not and then <laughs> samosa, and then Hussein comes, he comes through. To, he comes to my shed for a studio, and so I'm like, Whoa. and he was like, this will be the best thing you have ever tried, and I was like. And to be fair, to be fair, it was banging. Yeah. Solid 10
2: out of 10. I'm going to start a stand, by the way. It's going to be called Samosa Street. Yeah. But you know me, I'm from Southall. Like,
1: all I yeah, grew yeah, up growing up was Samosa. He so knows about it.
2: Alright, so slang yeah. is more talented than you know. Really? Yeah, did you know that?
1: I'm still trying <laughs> to
2: figure it all out. Um, I'm
1: just a... Uh, he is that a highly
2: sought after musician in the music industry, having written and produced songs for massive names, including Charlie XCX, Marina and the Diamonds, Wretch 32, Newton Faulkner, Wiley, and this incredible artist called Hussein Manohar. Yeah. to just name a few. He's now challenging all his talents into slang, being involved with every aspect from songwriting, producing and performing, mm. and his songs are a snapshot of the challenging times we are growing up in. Mm. Slang, thank you for being with us. Here today. Thank you for having me. And joining him is somebody who I had the pleasure of meeting very recently. And it was actually because of you. And you didn't even realise this. So Slang was performing in, at Secret Sessions. Yeah. And I went to go and watch.
1: Yeah, you went to go and watch.
2: <laughs> and you yeah, know, sometimes you, you <laughs> sometimes you plan things and they don't actually happen. It was my, no, it wasn't Destiny, my fault. Destiny works in different ways. It yep. wasn't my fault. I'm not
1: pushing the blame. I'll take it. I take it it was my fault. Okay, so
2: basically what <laughs> happened, everybody? I went to watch Slang and Ryan Keane perform. But what happened was their set got delayed and I had to go and see Sinead Harnett's gig. But during that moment, Luke came on stage. It was amazing. And then I was like, oh my God, who this? <laughs> it was unreal, yeah. That was like... <laughs> and then I saw Luke perform. And then as soon as I saw Luke perform, I had to leave because I had to go and see Sinead perform. But saying that, I saw Slang... And Ryan perform live together when they supported Corey Harper, and it was incredible. They slayed
0: it, just yeah. Just it. Oh, is it? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, I expect nothing less. They shut it down. I expect nothing less. <laughs> just screaming and
1: shouting, basically. <laughs> Luke was singing like an angel, and I just come on and just swore and talked
2: about dark times. No, but it's, it's needed <laughs> no, though. It's, it's definitely the needed. The outfit as well. Yeah, he was dressed up as like a Christmas man. He out yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so Luke Burr is without question one of the UK's hottest emerging talents. In 2019, Luke was catapulted into the charts when his version of Bobby Cladwell's What You Won't Do For Love was synced to the UK's most popular TV show, Love Island. The song shot straight to number one on the Shazam charts in the UK and peaked at number three in the iTunes R&B charts. Having previously worked and toured with Rudimental, Luke is releasing his debut EP Butterflies in early 2020, as well as performing a headline show very soon coming up in London's O'Meara, which is just around the corner from here. It's a beautiful venue, by the way. Yeah, it's a nice venue. In April, and a UK tour is soon to be announced. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Luke and we've been working on some stuff as well which is, which is very <laughs> all right so i don't even know where we're gonna start this honestly so how did we meet
1: how did we meet i actually i went to the i am whole gig with the founder of movember and, yep. and ryan keen like on or off yeah and like i i knew a lot of the people that were on mm. stage like Ed and James and all these other people. But you didn't know me. No, no. But everyone, <laughs> he didn't know me. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. But I, I'd seen, I, I think I'd seen like quotes and stuff from you. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, On the internet. Cause and then, you know,
2: we've been going viral. You know, we've been going.
1: <laughs> uh, He's a nightmare. Uh, uh, and then I saw, I saw your gig. It was, Im- it was incredible. I was really touched by like. Apparently, you were only supposed to speak for like thirty seconds. And you and spoke I did. for five minutes. <laughs> you know what? Yeah but to, it was incredible like, i said I was,
2: to jordan like i remember being there at i am ho yeah, and i was backstage and ed sheeran was sound checking and i was like oh my god that's castle on that's castle on the hill and then um, i said how on earth am i gonna follow that and i looked at i remember i was with holly dylan and amy three people that are close to me and i said to them i don't know what to do and they just said just be yourself and yeah. i was like but what if they don't want to hear that and they're like, no, no, they do, they do. Just be yourself. And when I went out there yeah. and I performed, they were so silent. It was like probably one of the best gigs of my life. It was magical, man. Yeah, it, it was, was it. really taking. And then there. I noticed um, when, when Ed Sheeran left, I was like, all right, now that Ed Sheeran's gone, maybe I can squeeze in another extra minute. Yeah. Like normally, because if, if you're before the big person, yeah. Yeah. you can't really take longer. Yeah, but whereas yeah. this lineup was not based on status, it was based on just like, I don't know how they made the lineup, so I was just like thrown into this mix of incredible names, and I was just like, "Well, okay, no one's telling me to get off. <laughs> so I'm just no, gonna you, carry on." I'm glad you did that, man. I'm no, really it was you. it was really it was really beautiful. Oh, so we met at I'm whole yes, 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 wow. And now we're on I'm whole Truth Podcast together. Yes. Wow, world works in mysterious ways. Yeah. And we already know how we met. We do. Yeah. Not quite as interesting, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I Ed Sheeran wasn't involved before. I remember, I, I saw you at the gig and I was just like, no, your voice is incredible. And then before you know it, he was trying my dad's samosas. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, 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 can, I can second that. The, the gig was banging. It was a, it was really the samosas good. were
2: banging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were better than my <laughs> voice. <laughs> Dan, yeah. when I first heard your songs, mm. They sent me into another world. they sent me into a real world in a world okay, and if I felt like mentally you was able to encapsulate what many people aren't able to do okay. with with your music and your writing and your storytelling where i mean i I know where that inspiration comes from, mm. but how hard was it for you first to actually delve into real life issues like with regards to your mental state of mind mm. and then convey that into your music? Did you ever feel like you was exposing a part of yourself that you didn't think you would one day talk about. Totally, yeah.
1: I mean, I grew up in a household of like, my dad was a gangster and he was in prison a lot and my mum was a really hard woman who used to be around all the time and take care of all of the, the madness because I had, I lived in a house with 11 people um, in a three bedroom house. Wow. And there was always madness going on so everyone, you can't really show any weakness in in that environment, especially the area was growing up in was quite bad as well so, I was quite hard and angry for a long time till I got to like 20, to about 23, 24. Mm-hmm. And I met my friend, Ryan Keane, mm-hmm. um, who was uh, who really helped me like expand my mind a bit and talk a lot more and like, just especially with music, cause I, I was a grand producer, so I'd, I'd just make beats. I was just a beat maker.
2: With you on Acid Pro? I, no, I was on Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops, yeah. yeah. Now, Acid Pro, no, you can't make beats on Acid Pro. It was just yeah, recording. Yeah, you can make them on yeah.
1: yeah. But I was just like, so I'd be in the studio like, I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Wait, When
2: you say studio, where was this studio? Uh,
1: well, me, me and Zed Dot, a guy called Z Dot, who's a grand producer. Well, he's a producer, not a grand producer. But um, yeah, we used to have a production team mm-hmm. with another guy called Rhymes. And then- Before
2: this, how did you find that?
1: Before that, I used to do uh, Pirate Radio okay so we used to go to there was a station called freeze fm mm-hmm. in west london because i'm from west london and um yeah it was underneath a kebab shop in rainer's lane wow and it was like <laughs> um, it was like you had to pay five pounds to go then you broadcast to like i don't know how many
2: it was yeah it was yeah. a time of pirate yours. radio was popping dude pirate radio was popping. dude I don't it remember. was
1: we used to have some fun times there there was true tiger which
2: were another collective and we, how, how old was you at the time I was like 14 years old. So 14, music, music from then was embedded in your DNA?
1: It was embedded in my DNA, but it was like in the area, it was more of like a collective, but we was a gang. It was yeah. like a, a boys, you could call it. Um, and then we started doing music and got a little more professional when everyone started releasing songs way before Spotify. And we used mm-hmm. to burn CDs, go to the studio.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did you ever Bluetooth songs to each other? Yeah, well? all of that. Sony
1: Ericsson, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I actually... I wasn't that personal with my grime music. It was very like, what rhymed the best and what kind of Mm -hmm. sounded good in terms of like, rhyming that syllable. It's
2: like a lyrical showcase.
1: Yeah, it was, it was just like, and then I I went into writing songs for others because I was like, grime's just too, like, yeah, it was too unprofessional. When I was doing it, Like Mm -hmm. Skepta was a DJ then, do you know what I mean? Like Wiley had just done wearing my Rolex and there was like all these other things going on and I was around all that circle and I used to work with those guys and it was just too, um, for me I wanted to get out of this hood mentality of being like, we can't make money out of this, we can't do mm-hmm. that, we can't do this. And I. And then I started producing and writing for, like, like Charlie XCX and Marina and the Diamonds, I got thrown in the street. I was lucky because my manager at the time was a guy called Nick Wervington who signed Marina and the Diamonds, signed the streets, signed Plan mm-hmm. B, developed them all, and he kind of took me under his wing, and yeah. So he used his connections to throw me in with all these and, people. And
2: did you ever feel like your creativity was pressured by stress? Oh, totally. And I, how did you handle that?
1: I didn't handle it. I was so anxious. because I, I, I was, I was just a beat maker. I didn't really know. I didn't really know about writing words and melody. Yeah. Although it was in me, and eventually it came out, but. I would go in there so stressed I couldn't sleep the night before being like, "Oh my god. Wow. I don't I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't even know how to set up the yeah. microphone." Yeah. You know what I mean? They're you like, "How ent- come we can record vocals?" Yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah, like-.
2: yeah. Cuz your entry into music was very unorthodox. Yeah, it's to me it
1: was just like it was like a game like I was playing a computer game with my mates. Yeah.
0: Did you fake it when you got in there though? Totally. Like so they wouldn't have known that you weren't. <laughs> I don't know, I've never <laughs> but, asked them. But only you knew how you were feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I felt horrible and they were just and then we'd get to the end of the session, and they'd be like, oh, that was that was dope. You made something that I totally wouldn't have made." And da mm-hmm. And I was just like, "All right, cool." But like, what's next? And they're like, "Can you mix it?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool." I didn't know. About and, this it. Was
2: this, and this was before YouTube was teaching us ever how to do everything. Yeah, like, there was nothing. There was yeah. like,
1: this is a this is a good ten years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, YouTube in the last
2: however many, many years has transformed many things. Yeah, yeah. So anybody seen Baby Shark, by the way? No, Baby Shark. Yo I heard the song You need to see Baby Shark Yeah i got 10 nephews and nieces 3 billion views 3 billion views 3 billion views on Baby Shark Alright Mr Burr My story's not half as interesting (laughs) No 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 no, You can't say that You can't (laughs) say that Everything's (laughs) related. When did you discover music And what did it do for you mentally
0: I think my, my dad was banging to his soul and sort of disco and calling the gang. You're from
2: Hornchurch, right?
0: Yes. 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 Um, in Essex. And I, my dad listened to that as a kid and then he just used to play his records in the car. And for whatever reason, I really resonated at like, a at really young age, maybe like eight or nine, mm-hmm. when no one was listening to that sort of music, you know, certainly in my school. Mm. Um, what were they listening to? if it was on Capital Radio they'd listen to it do you know what I mean but for some reason I just I I was into Worth Wind and Fire or whatever Mm -hmm. you know and I didn't know why and I didn't I didn't think why I liked that music it just resonated with me and I I loved the chords and Mm -hmm. I loved the voices Um, and then I started to sing and for some reason no one in my family was musical at all but I had a tone and no one could really understand it and my dad was like I think he can sing you know Um, so I had some sort of piano lessons and whatever and got a bit bored and taught myself to rest and I entered a little local competition at the pub and I I thought I was terrible at this time, I (laughs) I didn't have a clue and I was like and all these girls were there like so prepared who had been doing it years and I I won this competition and from that moment I was like oh this is just what I want to do like that buzz of performing Mm. and I still get that same buzz now like um so that was what set me off. And then I just started doing every pub in Essex singing. Um, and for me at the time, it was just, I, I don't i don't know why I had this voice, but I felt so lucky to have a tone and I could hit like four notes and the rest was like terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got OCD. So I just like become obsessed with being the best I could be. And I'm sort mm-hmm. of like that with everything. And with my voice, I just expanded it to as, yeah. to as good as I can get. And, and there's always room for improvement. Um and then I just started singing in all the pubs in Essex and mm-hmm. had some really really terrible gigs. Um I signed a deal when I was like uh 19 I think and I thought, "Oh, this is it. I've I've hit the jackpot yep. here." Um and at that point I th- I was a singer. I I wouldn't say I was an artist. I wrote a few songs, but What's
2: the difference?
0: So like uh, so I was just a, I could sing and I could sing anything and I could sound pretty good, but mm. Being an artist, for me, you know, you've got to have something to say. You've got to have a message that you want to get across. You've got to have feelings that... And you've got to have a reason why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it was... I didn't... I probably convinced myself I did. But looking back, I wasn't an artist. Um... And then I went through that whole process and mm-hmm. learned how the industry worked. Wait, did you used to have a
2: tag name back in the day? No. I used to, I used to be really good at graffiti, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. actually really good. Yeah. Oh, sorry, going off topic. <laughs> All right, so you discovered you could sing, you entered these competitions in the pubs, and then pub gigs are hard. I mean, I've done a few yes. as a poet. They're, they're, they're not easy. No. They're, they're definitely not easy. You the smaller the gig, the harder, man. I feel yeah. like it's just, just yeah. But I'm, no one would listen, and like, I would hate that. How did that make you feel?
0: It was the worst feeling in the world, right? And I was, I was getting paid money to sing in pubs and my mates were working in shops and I was getting what they were earning in a whole week. Yeah. I, but I come out to and I said, I'd rather I earn half of what I earn mm-hmm. and everyone listen. That's all I wanted. So, I yeah, just, well, so I'd go the next
2: week and it was my challenge. How could I get all these to listen? And I'd have the... Go on. Sorry, no, that's really interesting you took that approach because some people might have taken that situation and said, well, no one's listening to me. This has yeah, really demoralised me. I'm going to leave. So where yeah, did you... Man what in your mindset was installed? And where do you think that came from for you to say, you know what, today 10 people listen, next week 15 Mm. are going to, where did that come from? I don't know.
0: I've I've always had sort of a a drive in me and I think I I believed in my voice and it sometimes just takes one person at the end of the night to go, you're a quality mate. Mm -hmm. And that just makes me, I believe that, you know? And then I thought, I'm gonna convince everyone that I'm You know, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to entertain people. and I wanted to give people a great night. And when I had the drunk woman come up to me the first time going, can you sing Rihanna? And I'm on the piano. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. But then you learn the next week she asked for the same thing and you have a little funny response. And you learn how to get a crowd back and you learn the songs to sing and yeah. you learn the way to perform. And honestly, there's no better feeling for me than entertaining people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Why? I- Why? Oh, no, I, I can't. I can't really explain why, but I don't care where I am. I don't care the social class of these people. I don't care what where it is. I just want them to dance or sing along or have a feeling, and if yeah. I am in control of that hour or so you know and and taking them on a a ride of emotions yeah that's incredible there's no better
2: feeling it's because i feel like our jobs as entertainers we provide a form of escapism Mm. for people Mm. yeah we create a world away from the problems that they're currently experiencing and facing and say you know what step into this for an hour and forget about everything yeah Yeah. Yeah. but then what do you both do to make sure that you're good because i know you go for runs
1: i know i I meditate a lot i walk a lot Mm -hmm. i should read more but I'm yeah. very like I left school when I was thirteen years when old. When did so you
2: get into meditation?
1: Um about f- about five years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm quite lucky. I have two goddaughters. Their parents are amazing. They live in LA and they're like bang into meditation and stuff. Yeah. And they really like took me under their wing and taught me how to channel my energy in the yeah, right yeah, way. Yeah. Um so ever since then really, but before that. Yeah, I had no escape from, like, the way I was feeling. I'd be angry all the
2: time. I'd go and, like, punch, punch bags. Okay, and... so wait, slow down a second. Yeah. How, do you, how do I have that conversation with angry slang? Yeah. Saying he's angry at the world and the situation and the environment. Have you ever tried meditation? <laughs> like, how, how does that conversation... Oh, okay, so, because, so. for one, it cannot feel like it's designed for you. Yeah. Do you well, know what I mean? Definitely not. Did you I, know you needed something? Yeah, because I went
1: to the lowest point in my life when I when I when I tried to kill myself and I and I like I was in a really toxic relationship yeah. and I hit rock bottom and I was just like then I just kind of opened my mind to everything because I'm like I have all this stuff built up in me and I don't know how to release it and wow. then and then I had I had therapy and then I had um, hypnotherapy because I was so ignorant to all of that like yeah. growing up in a really hard environment my mum and dad would never talk about anything you know like really serious stuff like losing family members and people dying and getting murdered and they wouldn't even talk about it they just sweep Mm. it under the rug so to me that was the most natural thing to do yeah until it hit me and i was isolated away from my family i was like what am i gonna do now Yeah. where i was quite lucky i had some amazing friends around me that facilitated all of that for me and they they really helped me and without them to be honest i really wouldn't be here today
2: well no listen firstly thank you for sharing what you just shared and secondly like what you've done with your pain is incredible because I feel like you've gone and put it somewhere mm. and your pain has like allowed you to to flourish. It's really interesting because I've worked with both of you in in a studio setting and Slang's way of working is so different to my way of working. Like I'm there with a book and a pen and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here until something comes to me. Yeah. And he's walking around the room going, ah, and I'm just, he's just like, try this. And I'm like, Okay, and I'm like, oh, that that, that that sounds quite good. Like, where did that come from? The same I'm thing.
1: Like, I, I don't come from a musical family. Like, no one, no one in my family ever showed
2: me music. Yeah. Or they didn't put a so vinyl. Comes from feeling, man. Yeah, yeah, from feeling. So I was just and just, I think it's beautiful. And I feel like the fact that like when when I'm reading your biography, like half of the stuff you did, I, I had no idea that you'd done. Mm-hmm. But I can see now you being put into a situation, and someone says to you, Go on, exercise your pain." You're like. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> all right yeah, then, because we're so used to like bottling it up that when it comes out, yeah, it it helps. So music, would you say music save your life?
1: One hundred million percent, yeah.
2: Well, wow. any songs in particular, or just the you know whole what? concept of music as a as a
1: whole? Just writing writing how I felt on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. regardless if it was a song, really helped, and then I put it into a, into music, it was massive for me. I know it sounds cliche, like, oh, my feelings, blah, 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 blah. But it really was, like, a massive thing for me. And then ever since then, I've wrote down how I'm feeling all the time and stick it in a safe place mm-hmm. rather than just bottling it up in here where it's everything's so intense and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually something that Jordan Stevens really helped me with, when I was at my lowest point, he I, like, sat in a cafe with him for, like, 20 minutes. And he... Because he was going through some similar stuff, and he had said in the past... They really struggled with like obsessive thoughts mm-hmm. especially around suicide some people obsess over like really perverse things or really bad things I was obsessing over suicide mm-hmm. and he told me to read a book called The Imp of the Mind it's about perverse thoughts and it has like priests, teachers, firemen, policemen just talking about how mm-hmm. normal it is to just have these mad thoughts in your brain but it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person yeah, or you're going to do them yeah, you know um, and I read that book and I was just like everything become a little bit more manageable
2: wow and was you encouraged to read from young or not never that's something you took upon yourself I was never in, yeah.
1: in, in, encouraged to do education like if I had a day off like bunk school my mum would be like what are you doing she wouldn't be like you need to go in school and learn it was just never really that it was never a thing in my family mm-hmm. wow but, um, yeah my brothers both my brother got sectioned when he was 12 and he was put in a board in school so he's he was he wasn't really trying to learn he was just trying to get himself back you know because he was mm-hmm. mad um and my eldest brother was the same he he got kicked out of school when he was I think he was 12 and they put him into like one of these units you know the units where they mm-hmm. stick all the bad kids and
2: yeah
1: and then he was there like a week and he's like I can't do this they treating me like an idiot and then from then saying that though my sisters my two younger sisters up they finish school wow. and, and go to, to college and stuff so that's that's, That's definitely progress.
2: Yeah, and I feel like you sharing your pain through music that has definitely helped me as well. There's oh, really? like Sweet Lies. I'm glad, man. There's, yeah, you need to listen to this song of slangs called Sweet Lives. It's an incredible, incredible story. And the thing is, when I heard it live, I took so many more different things from it from when I just listened to it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting.
1: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: All right, Mr. Burr, have you ever been overwhelmed by what you wrote? If I'm,
0: if I'm getting, like, the odd time when I'm writing something, or I'm sitting on a piano and I play something and sing something... If I get goosebumps, mm-hmm. like that's when I know, do you know that's what I so, mean? Yeah. But what gets in the way for me is, is overthinking. Mm-hmm. So like, I, like you were just talking about when Slang's in the studio, he's going off and I'm sure that that's so sort of natural. Mm-hmm. And I look at him sometimes like that, but often I'm like, I feel like I put so much pressure on myself, mm-hmm. which get, and the thoughts get in the way of the feelings. Mm-hmm. And the moment I start thinking too much and I start feeling less and the songs become worse. And they don't mean as much. And then I just move on and I don't come back to that song. Yeah. But if I can get into that place where I was in it yesterday and sitting on the piano and I don't think of anything. And two hours have gone by and I've wrote a song.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've not full. you know, I've just felt. And they're the songs that I think
2: really connect. 100%. Yeah. And talk me through, so you sit down. Where's your, where's your creative space?
0: So, I mean, mine's... Uh, Sometimes I go to the studio and work with other people, but often it's just me and the piano. Yep. Um, Mobile phone on or off? Off. I, I, I just feel like with me, I don't... I'm really trying to spend less time on my phone and it's, I'm not really achieving it at the moment, but there's so many notifications. And the moment that... I see an Instagram thing come up Or an email My brain subconsciously goes there of So I'm course, not 100% yeah. in the song yeah. So I try not That's
2: so bad It's, it's <sighs> such a distraction and then I mute like, all that <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I spend an hour a day on each app or I have an hour limit on each app
0: I was in the studio last night And I was, I was enjoying it And then it got to like midnight And then I was, was ordering Uber Eats And the next thing you know I'm spending like half hour on yeah. Instagram and <laughs> saying else, yeah, and then I'm yeah, co- yeah. and then the like, like, Uber's not there, and I'm tracking it, and I'm like,
2: so how does that? Me- I know how this makes me feel when you get distracted in a cre- when you're when you're on the road of creative genius yeah. mm-hmm. and incredible things are happening. You're writing about all of this incredible like trauma, pain, or life experience you've gone through. You've managed to get into bars or stands, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then make- and then you get distracted. Mm. I get so angry. Yeah. I get angry at myself. Dude, I, I get angry at the one that distracted me. I get angry. So you distract yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah I will
1: be in the studio. Uh, Let's take accountability. H, we'll write a whole song and he goes, yeah, I'm changing the song name and I've ripped the,
2: the verse again. I'm like, wait, how have you
1: managed to do that in five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's too when many I'm fo- distractions.
2: <laughs> when I'm focused, the focused is laser. Like you've, see, you've both seen it. It yeah, is yeah, just yeah. like nothing. That, there could be an earthquake outside and you've... And you know, I will, it will not move me. Mm. But when I'm distracted, it's very bad. And it's the output of how I feel for the rest of the day afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the thing, on the form of therapy that helps me. Yeah. Is now actually destructing me in a way. <laughs> Do you know oh, what I yeah, mean? Oh
0: yeah, I get that, yeah, yeah. Like music for me is, although it's given me so much and helped me so much, it's given me so much uh it's been at the detriment to my mental health as well. Yeah, like the the music itself has given me incredible highs, and I chase highs naturally. So maybe I would have searched for highs elsewhere if I wasn't getting it for music. But the pressure that I put on myself to be the best I can be in music has affected my mental health for wow. sure. And and what do you do to balance that? So I just I, I think trying trying so hard to tell myself it's all right not to be amazing Mm -hmm. and i I struggle with that like i think from such a young age i was told the harder you work the more successful you are and the happier you are and that was great at school because i worked if you've worked hard on a test you do good you get your good grade or whatever or if it's football Mm. you go on if you play well you score you come off whereas music and life it ain't it's not like the harder you work the more successful you are and then also I was achieving certain things and I wasn't happy. So I was like, yeah. I wasn't happy as I should be. So it's sort of trying to understand that it, life isn't that simple. And sometimes you might feel a bit yeah. flat. You the know? maddest <laughs> thing is, when I had the
1: most in my life was when I was most unhappy. <laughs> you, know, Do you think because <laughs> you I, it's, wants, it's so true. the more you no. get, the more you want? Kind of, but also like... You don't get to enjoy it? Yeah, but I like I just signed a deal. Same thing, I signed a deal just was working with all these big artists and I just got a house in Crouch End, I lived in an amazing place. Every morning I'd go up to Alexandra Palace, look over the whole city, mm, have yeah. a gym in my thing, like everything. ever had money in my bank and I had nothing because I had my mental health was just gone. Mm. that you scares know? me that do you know what? And I can You can't. But that's just the past. That's just the the past that pushed me to that point that I didn't feel feel like I started living until I was like 22 years old. Because before that was all just blank to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just so much trauma and so much negative negativity just just ruling me. And then I got to a point of being from like 21 to 25 when I got in the music industry properly, made a name for myself, and got signed and all these things. But I didn't deal with all those issues from before. So
0: come back, yeah. Yeah, because yeah.
1: I was just blocking them out with yeah. working constantly, like being possessive, like O C D yeah. just like doing this, doing that, ten thousand hours, blah blah blah. Yeah. Got there got there and I was like at the tip of tip of the mountain and was like, This is terrible.
2: Wow, yeah, I'm I'm very similar. I'm always work 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 people are like social life i'm like what's that yeah, is that a thing yeah. i didn't know that was a thing out here but
0: well, i think you're told like the advice that you see on youtube or a little snippet on instagram ed sheeran's talking about this or someone's talking about yeah work hard do this do that and then you sort of convince yourself oh well i've got to work hard otherwise i'm letting myself down mm. and i'm letting everyone down yeah, yeah.
2: As i was saying to someone the other day yeah if writers and musicians were paid by the hour we would be the richest people in the world yeah.
1: Well, they are trying that. They're trying to do that in LA a lot. They, they is a, Yeah, they the writers charge for their time in the session, which I think is a bit weird. Though. Yeah, which I think is a <laughs> bit crazy because no, I, it's it's just like it's like doing a painting and expecting someone to pay you straight away for yeah, it. Wow,
2: I hear that. I I'm in, but I agree about in, people's in, in, time. Yeah, I'm in I'm in the sense of individually for ourselves. So like, yeah, we, we are our own carpenters. We are our own oh, painters yeah, yeah. of our lives. So oh. the amount of nights you sit there. And you're just working on something. You're working on an idea. Yeah. yeah. You're not getting paid for it, but you're doing it because it benefits you. It's gonna help you in some way mentally. But then I was saying, if you got paid for that creative process, yeah. we would be rich. You but, often don't
0: see the results though. Like mm. that's what gets me in music. Like it's I not love it. no. When life was easy, like in school, or when you could see things. Like the harder you work, you get it back. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't. If like if I was a sprinter, the more I'd go out. And I'd practice every day. I'd get quicker. Yeah. Yeah. But in music, the more you want to write a good song, you might not write a good song. Yeah. And the better you're doing, it, often you don't see the rewards yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's I, like, is yeah. this working? I it's, thought it's life a,
2: wasn't like this. It's a lot of deferred gratification. It it, it comes later on. Or oh, it's instant, yeah. as you saw, you saw last year with with Love Island. That must have been an incredible moment for yeah, you. Yeah,
0: that was well. But like that wasn't the best thing I've done I've done much things things so much better than that and then no one's ever heard it and then nothing ever happens and then something like that comes out of the blue and it's like that gives you that win that just the next time you need that little bit Mm -hmm. of inspiration that you think oh a win might come you Mm -hmm. look back and go I didn't expect that so you don't know what's going to come next um and that's what you just got to keep searching for those little wins yeah. wherever they might come from. You,
2: you know what? It would be interesting to hear what you lot think of this. Um, I, I was having a meeting once with somebody from, I believe it was Cambridge University. And they, they, were, they were doing some research on a paper about creative writing. And they said to me, what's the process? I said, process? There's no process. This is a divine intervention i believe (laughs) i believe when you write it's like a gift it's a gift coming from nowhere yeah (laughs) i I believe you manifest them and they're gifts to you and Mm. i I believe in god so i believe they're they're gifts from god so i can't give you my process because i basically just wait like i'm just waiting for something to turn up and if it doesn't turn up that night it don't turn up so sometimes i'll be sitting there and i'll just write a full stop and i'm like well that's all i was meant to come out today (laughs) and trying to explain my creative process was it's not possible but i do know keeping it healthy is so for example like when i do sit down to write no mobile phone yeah. ikea candles on deck man i've got bare ikea candles <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um some candles. piano music there are like, like candles out yeah, there yeah, <laughs> candles, uh, <laughs> um some piano music like and i just create a vibe and atmosphere away from the world for myself mm. and hope to create something that's me But I I know the mindset's so important. For example, like, if I have an argument with you, I couldn't then go and write unless that argument was sorted out because that's just the type of person I am. I can't go and function. The rest yeah. of my daily life If an occurrence happens Now I
1: remember recently We had a session That, that was the case yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah You had a big no, no no we didn't <laughs> <laughs> No 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 no, no, no. Yeah, you in <laughs> I, I, what?
2: I, I turned up to the session I was actually really happy I bought like a box of chocolates Yeah yeah Sweet Samosas I was like I was in such a good mood But because of something That had happened earlier in the day I literally just sat there And said Can we just talk today Yeah And we just spoke Yeah And that was it But it was nice to do that once Yeah You can't make hits all the time I guess no. but another problem so that's my that's my creative writing process yeah. mentality I'd love I'd love to know yours Go on,
0: bro. Go on. um I think you know what that's such a great way to be and I wish what I struggle with is I like life structures so I like to think oh, I'm gonna wake up that time gonna run come back and write
2: how far are you running
0: Five mile, maybe. Okay. Um, Look, but you know. A- AK. What's that, AK? AK? So, yeah, something like that. Um, you know, he's sprinting as all. He's stride, not letting them lie. Stride. Yeah, he's striding, he's striding, he's trust <laughs> me. Um, and I like to, and then, oh, so at one o'clock, I sit down and write. But sometimes the song doesn't come. You You'll know? be lying
1: in bed and it's just like, this is good, all that.
0: And it? I struggle with that, you know, yeah. and, and I wish, and I think I'm trying now to get into that mindset of, oh, you know, it is going to channel through you and it's mm-hmm. meant to. And, Start thinking less, feeling more, and putting less pressure on, the song's got to come by two o'clock, you know? Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you go, for, you go again the next day, you know? Um, I think that's what I'm trying to improve on now. But as for creative process, you can, sometimes you'll find yourself frustrated for ages. And I, but I find that hour where you're bashing away, getting mm-hmm. frustrated. I find sometimes I go away and come back and something comes like that. Mm. So maybe I needed that hour of getting that yeah. stuff out. I heard um, Ed Sheeran say that it's like a dirty tap. So you write loads and loads of songs okay, yeah. and then you get all the all the dirt out, all the dirt, and then eventually you start comes writing the songs, the, the good water yeah. comes. And I like that. And I'm sort of like, when I write a bad song, I think, oh, it's just that dirty water that needed to come out. Mm. Um, so yeah, there was, uh, there's been a few dirty waters recently. <laughs> 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 I am waiting for the pure water to yeah. come. It's on, it's on <laughs> Everyone says that. Everyone says that,
1: like... I, did, I was watching the Coldplay documentary. I've oh, seen it. Amazon. I need to make yeah. a that, that is dude. so sick. And he's Chris Martin's like <laughs>
0: he's the
1: goat singing these most incredible songs. He's like it's not gonna make the album. And like, he's like yeah you have to write ten before you write one good one. Mm. It's like that's Chris Martin saying that you yeah. know like and he's the goat. Yeah. He's like <laughs> and but yeah I'm, I'm I could be lying in bed and like. In my, I've, I've actually dreamed songs and woken up and voice noted them wow. it's so weird yeah. that's how you know it's a
2: divine thing
1: though. yes totally it's coming from some mad place I don't understand it but it's
2: yeah but a lot yeah like, I, that I, I happened woke, to me once like I've worked with I a, thought of a mad bar sorry I thought of a mad bar I woke up it was in my notes I was like what I wrote that in my sleep
1: <laughs> Now, nah, I, when I was only when I wasn't an artist when I was just writing and producing f- for others I used to work with a lot of like top-line writers mm. who are now r- huge, really successful people. But their methods I would really question because yeah, yeah, yeah. they would take three songs and stick them together and use a melody from that song and the BPM of that song and the key of that song and be like, there you go, you've got a hit. And i will be like, But you've wrong. just stolen three things. But they're like, that's where music's coming from. You'd, you used to listen to Otis Redding? That sounds like Otis Redding. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like...
2: I, I don't-
0: that's what I mean. There is no right or wrong way. Like yeah. no one has the answer. Yeah. I th- I personally connect to songs that have more feeling in. But some of the biggest songs ever are written like that. So I can't sit here and go, oh no, you can't write a
2: song like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that this conversation of mental health and music is in a good place right now in society? Yeah, I think so. I feel yeah. like we're 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 at we're in more a place... so than ever. Yeah, but I think definitely. it's
0: needed to be. I think there's been a rise because of social media because Mm. of spotify statistics Mm -hmm. that keep getting splashed in your face yeah
1: so (laughs) before labels didn't really want to touch it because obviously the more broken you are the (laughs) best the better songs Mm. and the better material you're gonna have have stuff to write about um but it's just it's so apparent nowadays that everyone's suffering from day one you know of getting into the industry and having all these pressures of Mm -hmm. social media and all these other other things you know
2: and let alone with their own life. That's just their yeah. new life. That this, is. Exactly. this is a new life that, yeah. that we've all adopted. I think one conversation I'd love to have with both of you is um, musicians, artists, writers, creatives, self-employed people, freelance people, on a general whole, don't always get paid Mm-hmm. Because we do a lot for opportunity, yeah, and then you do so much for opportunity into the point you get paid. But then when you're getting paid for the work, there comes a new set of rules and a new set of problems because it's like, okay, well, I'm going to commission you to do this, so you need to do it the way I want you to mm-hmm. do it. Or, yo, do your thing, but then I'm chasing you two months later on for the payment wow. of something that I've just delivered on. And that that conversation of financial well being and money well being and mm-hmm. the implications that it then has on your art. Is something I don't think anybody ever discusses. Mm. And I think that really bothers me as mm. like a creator. Cause I'm like, yo, if this can happen to people like us who are in the industry and we're we're in our mid-20s or our early 30s and we're like seasoned. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we've mm. been around, we've paid our respects, we've paid our dues, and people still take advantage. What do what do we need to give to the younger generation of these people for them, for them to say? Listen, yeah, work for free, but not too much, because yeah. it's gonna bother you later on. Or charge this, but you know what? That one you should do because it's a good PR opportunity. Like, what advice would you <laughs> give on that conversation?
1: It depends on the person. There's a lot of piss takers in the industry. You know, like you give them inch, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Mm. And when they want something, they want it yesterday. You give it give it to them yesterday. And like you said, you're chasing them for two more months and they don't want to reply to emails, but suddenly it was like hotline bling when you were today. They needed something, you know?
2: And and that whole... But that works across everyone, you know? Yeah, I I definitely think it works across a lot of industries, but I think why why I feel so passionately about it when it comes to the creative arts is because we put our heart into it. mm. Like, we are really out here putting our... Are trauma on the line mm. in, in not all cases but in most cases f- for their benefit on a time schedule I hate that mm. I hate when it's like I, I, I can't that, do it sorry yeah. on a no, no, timer yeah. like oh we need this in seven days I panic I end up going for a walk And you're like, <laughs> you're, you have to find your uh, going back
0: to you know doing things for opportunity mm. I, I think you have to find this you have to search for as many ways as possible to try and find financial mm-hmm. stability because there are opportunities whether that's you know, for me, I was lucky enough to fall into corporate stuff mm-hmm. on the side. No one knows about it. And I, that's why I look at that as my money. And then everything else is opportunity, you know. Yeah, so yeah. when someone asks me to do something for free in music, I, don't, I have less of a, well, what how are you taking the mick out of? Because yeah, I've yeah, enabled yeah, myself yeah. to do that for free because I've done the gig that no one mm-hmm. knew about and the, the whatever, like a corporate gig or yeah. whatever. So that's enabled me to do it. And I know that other people might, if they're a producer, they might produce for adverts. Yeah. And so that's giving them their money. They don't even particularly enjoy so it. So you're
2: saying find ways in which you can that's exercise it. your talent in other yes. areas and get paid. Exactly. That's exactly what I've had yeah. to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you can't look, you know, it's tough being a music. The, the top 1% they're earning dollar, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't even think it's with musicians. We had some actors on uh, yeah. earlier and they they, ha- they face very similar troubles. Athletes as well. Like you train all your life for an entire a run or a fight and it doesn't go to plan and then you you you're at a place in your life where you just put your heart out there and yeah it's a world full of business and it doesn't always think about how you're feeling nah. and that that's like a it's a it's you know what it is it's it's a real it's a real risk yeah
0: but that's why we we get up and we don't do what everyone mm. else yeah. tells us there's definitely done at a thrill to it oh, there's, there a is, thrill, there's so, definitely
2: yeah. a thrill to it we're just thrill seekers yeah.
0: I, I think we have higher highs than a lot of people but we probably have lower lows yeah so. and i
2: definitely do think with experience comes coping mechanisms homeless. in dealing with these lows. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah one of the ones mm-hmm. was being homeless for me that was like a
2: wow talk us, tell us a bit more about this like
1: so yeah when i was going through that really hard time with my depression and this is before I...
2: you was in car end.
1: no this was after
2: Okay, so, so you, I'd left the house. Ha- so you had you had, I had my deal. You had, had your money in the bank. Had my Alexandra money. in the pa- Alexandra Palutin yeah, yeah. on the balcony. Yeah. Yeah, you're you okay, you going to the spa. <laughs> what happened? And, and then what happened?
1: I figured the best thing to do was remove myself from a to- just a toxic situation and then work on my life. Just leaving. Just my brother coming in his car. I packed all my stuff up. I was like, let's just get out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the money that's in this. I don't care about this that's in that car. Wow. I was just like, all of that is just superficial rubbish that I don't care about you know I've I come from nothing and I'm I still exist at nothing you know like I have money in the bank it doesn't mean anything
2: that, that is such yeah. that is such a beautiful outlook and I think a, a very very powerful quote I come from nothing and that's still existing nothing you know like wow. no money no
1: money or anything's like changed that it's just I, I'm still that young kid in my mind that didn't deal with all these issues as a young man so it doesn't matter how much I had
0: so how long were you homeless for
1: I was homeless for six months just wow. like sleeping on people's couches. Jumping on my mum's couch Sleeping in Ryan's van We would travel mm. around And no one knew I was homeless And what did you learn? What did I learn? Were you working harder When you were homeless? Yeah I was I was just working the same I was just just, I just cracked on That's all I knew how to do Was just keep going you know um, And yeah I, I But that's, was, such
2: an, that's such a um, Powerful skill To keep going
1: I get that from my mum man I get that from my mum Mums my yeah, are beautiful
2: so, my moms are be- Shout out all of our mums My mum is Big up, the, Yeah
1: <laughs> Every, like women are amazing, mm. but my mum is she's an alien. You know, it's yeah. thing, her life and the stuff she's been through. She should be the most bitter, angry person in the world, but she's the most loving and wow. caring, and she just gives pure joy to everyone. You
2: wow. know, I feel it. I feel it through you, dude. I get
1: that from my mum, man. My two, everyone in my family gets that from my mum. You know, she's she's amazing, and. Yeah, just just get up and get on with it, you know. Yeah, that's it. That comes from having a hard father, also. But you like,
2: so interesting. Sorry to interrupt you, but my <laughs> mum used to say a very similar thing. Cry, get over it, move on. Yeah, that was her formula for everything. It was all yeah. right. You you're upset? Go and cry. Yeah. All right. Now get over it. Okay. Now move on. Yeah. Don't dwell in your depression. Mm. All right. Unfortunately, we are coming to the end of this episode. But before we wrap it up, tell us more about. What we can expect to find, hear, feel at your headline show coming up in O'Meara in April, Mr Burr?
0: Get your tickets now. They're running out. They're running out. Um, You can expect... uh, Look, I just hope that people come and are entertained, as I said before... um, Oh, bit of dancing, bit of singing. He's I want doing a that we'll a disservice. He is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He will move your core.
2: You will be feeling it in your spine, ladies and gentlemen. You need. I need to get you on your... the advert. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get your budget right, you know? <laughs> About opportunity. that no, I'm playing. Um, I'm so excited for your headline show. And for, for the rest of your year. Yeah, the EP's coming out, so it's exciting, yeah. Sick. And Mr. Slang?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a... I finished the next... Six tracks that I'm going to release last week. Wow. Sick. Got them got them mixed and mastered. And it's just about... As part of a project or... Yeah, part of an EP, but I'll release them as singles then mm-hmm. put them together as an EP. It's just about being... When I was single for the last year and a half, it's just a brutally honest... It's called my brutally honest yeah. experience of online dating. It's <laughs> just cool. about... Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just well, about... A, <laughs> I'm very
2: excited to read the <laughs> slang book one day. Oh, man. is they yeah. in, in, in production.
1: Are you writing it or... I mean,
2: you got your you can budget. Be the proof, right? <laughs> you, got, you got your budget. <laughs> You're were about money? You're <laughs> you <got laughs> talking your about being a nice <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. nice. I'll, def- I'll definitely write the the um. I'll write something for it. Yeah. But I feel like I'd love to see a slang picture book as well. Thank you. Of the, of like the life in pictures and quotes and stories. Do you still write proper people with Yes. Yes. Well, barely. But
0: we should get a session. We should all um, we'll get
1: into a session <laughs> together. I would love that. Let's do it. Let's do it in your shed. Oh, yeah. Well, it.
2: you know what? Sad news, guys. I'm moving out of the shed. It's very sad. Oh, well, we can do it and in my we flat. We, we can do it in my flat. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, we're doing your flat, but I'm gonna move this to to. into somewhere else. So I'm figuring it out, life. But going back to what you said, what was it? I come from nothing, so I will still exist in nothing. Yes. And that is the moral of episode four. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can follow Luke Bert and Dan Dare, aka Slang, on social media. And me, of course, the original Mummies Boy, Ilford's Finest, Hussein man Manoa. Hey!